Hey there, sister. Join our conversation as we chat about life, love, and legacy. This is my inaugural episode, and this is what obedience sounds like. In this episode, I'm chatting with my good friend of 27 plus years, Sharon Fletcher. She is a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and above all else, she is a sweet child of our Heavenly Father, and that makes her my sister. She, alongside her husband, Greg, have authored books covering content ranging from marriage to foundations for believers. During her one marriage, she has birthed four children in what may seem like two lifetimes. All the while, she walks in powerful peace as she fights not in her marriage, but she fights for her marriage. This was an amazing time. I hope you enjoy it, sister. get started. Um, welcome to Sister to Sister podcast. This is actually the first one. I know I'm not supposed to date myself, but you are, you're the first, you're the first. And, um, and I am joined by my sweet friend, uh, Sharon Fletcher. Sharon is a wife of how many years, Sharon? We just celebrated 30 years last August. Right. That's right. You're two weeks after us. Yep. Third, a wife of 30 mm-hmm. years a mother. Uh, you're also a mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I've recently become a mother-in-law. And yes, that's a joy, isn't it? You are, you're a grandmother. I'm not yet a grandmother, but you are a mother, a grandmother. And you're also obviously a daughter and a sister. And more importantly, you're my friend. And yes. God gave me this last night. Above all, you are a child of our Heavenly Father. So that makes you my sister. So we were connected because we have the same daddy. That's the best thing ever. That's the best thing. (laughs) So what you do is um, just, just to introduce you to our, our listeners, you are also an author, co-author and teacher. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're, you're many other things, but that's, that's what I know of your professional um, uh, background. And you currently live in St. Louis, Lake St. Louis. That's about, that's West of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. By about half an hour, yeah. At West of St. Louis. But we met in Carrollton, Texas. Of all places. 20 plus, uh, over 27 years, because Becca and Josh are 27, right? Yes. So we met 28 years ago. Um, and But we reconnected through the years through uh, Christmas letters that <laughs> you were so good to, um, to, to do and pursue. And so basically you pursued me you pursued our family and then oh. god was able to to connect us we were going to a, a a family reunion a first of its kind and we've never had one since um in oklahoma and we we said let's go through st louis and see our, mm-hmm. our friends the fletchers so that was very cool so how how god reconnected us because we've known each other for 28 years um we weren't always um connected like we wanted to be but mm-hmm. man Ever, ever since God reconnected us, because when we first met, we only were connected for six months. I know. And then we moved away from Carrollton, Texas. God moved us out. And yeah. And so it was a quick connection. But look, look what God's done. Right. I know. I remember when we first met, you and I were both walking our dogs respectively through. The- you, you were a baby wearer. You were wearing your baby. I was too short to wear my babies. But um, so uh, that means, yeah, you had you had them strapped around you. And I'm like, oh, you're one of me. 
toes. <laughs> that instant connection, but it wasn't just over childhood rearing or, or even dog ownership that we deeply connected. And there was, for me, there was just an instant connection of the love of Jesus there. Mm. And so I felt just an instant connection to a sister and I love when God does that. I got orchestrates situations and people, um, you know, because I know he was up in heaven before we met going, Hey, look what I'm about to do. I'm going to put these together. Wow. And, and I remember when we were talking about our kids, because uh, your oldest was, uh, uh, was the same age as my mm-hmm. oldest. At the, I mean, like literally a day apart. Right. A day older. Yeah. I remember Rebecca was born the 26th and Josh was born the 27th. And mm-hmm. so, we were, we instantly connected over that and just so many things. And you were such an amazing mentor to me at that time, because oh. we were still learning about the baptism of the Holy spirit and understanding what that meant because I was raised denominationally where they didn't emphasize that. And so I, I probably annoyed you more than anything calling you probably every day. So what does this mean? What does this scripture mean? What does oh, no, this do? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I kind of liken us to Lucy and Ethel. Um, challenging situations, but yeah. I mean, our husbands, I remember calling you going, is my husband over there? Cause I've not seen him for a couple hours. And she was like, you, you're like, yeah, they're playing the, the piano or they're just, oh, they they were both yeah, 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 it was so yeah. fun. But, but we just, um, we, we treasured our, our friendship with you guys. Um, uh, it was just brought to my, my, uh, uh, to my recollection, it was brought to me the other day that we didn't really seek out couples in our stage um, or our age and stage in life. We just did mm-hmm. life, um, mm-hmm. and we 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 just we let people in. Um, we we just you know here we are married thirty years now, and our kids are grown and they're they're gone and gone you know from 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 the home, but. But um, I'm just I'm thankful for you guys, because through the years, I mean, um, I remember a few times when Greg was in close in town for work or something. I mean, he popped in a few times here and there. Mm-hmm. But but even though we were connected, we were very different people mm-hmm. um, and God took us down different paths. Um, I, I, one of the things I wanted to get uh, for you, for you to, to just just to uh, speak into is basically raising two families. Um, uh, same husband, <laughs> but, but I remember getting those, break. <laughs> those letters, those Christmas letters are the pictures. And I'm like, Oh, there's a third one. And then, um, two years, two few years later, Oh, there's a fourth one, you know, and then you had, you had older and see, I'm 10 years older than my sister. So my mm-hmm. parents kind of had those two family situations and sure. the dynamic. So what, what was that like? Um, I think it was probably a little more challenging than I expected because I kind of underestimated how tired I would be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with four children, especially with two in high school, which we had homeschooled up until they were a sophomore and, ju- and uh, freshman in high school. So w- when they started going through the, we went, they went to a Christian high school, but there was so much uh, more activity that they were into. And then I still had to homeschool the younger two. And I felt the desire to continue giving, pouring out to them, just like I had the older two, because I really love who they have become. And God has been so faithful 
to teach them and to continue their maturation. I wanted to give my younger two that same foundation, you know, and, and just feeling all that. Um, I felt overwhelmed at times until I realized that, you know, it's, it's good. First of all, it's going to be different for your, for the second family. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the second round of kids, it's going to yeah. be different. They're not going to have the same and that's okay, but they're going to have what God needs them to have to be who that God wants them to be. That's so you know? good. And when I stopped putting those expectations on myself mm-hmm. to make their life the same as the other two had all the opportunities, all the time that I had spent with them, because I physically wasn't able to do that with four kids, you know, yeah. because I still needed to pour into Josh, my older two, Josh and Hannah, to help them to prepare for life. They were just in high school, young high school age. They still needed that. They still yeah. needed a mother and the wisdom that God shares with me to share with them. So I couldn't neglect them to help the younger two. So I just basically had to learn to trust God in a deeper way. You know, wow. and I think I kind of knew in my mind that that was going to happen because I was like, okay, Laura, I'm, I'm just going to trust you that you're going to help take care of all this. But actually putting that into practice and learning those principles and learning to let go and learning to let it be what it is and how God's directed it as opposed to what I think it should be did develop some more faith and muscles and some more trust, you know, in my heart. I've got a story that just keeps coming to mind. I want you to share with your first two, when you're homeschooling, you shared this with me and I loved it. Um, you were, there was a moment, I'm sure one or two moments where they had no motivation to, to, to do their work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember, do you know, do you know what I'm referring to? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that motivation that you, you put them in the car and you took them. So, so tell us about that. I love that. Well, uh, if you're homeschooled and if you've been homeschooled for any length of time, you understand that there's not really the time crunch, you know, there's not like, this is the end of school. So you have time by this dude, by this day, you know, so that kind of motivation can be lacking sometimes. And sometimes they just don't feel like getting up in the morning until nine or 10. And then they want to be done at two or three, you know? So I, I just felt like they needed a little bit of a reality check <laughs> that this is building towards something. So I said, okay, guys, we're going to take a field trip today. Everybody load up the car. And I didn't say a word. I didn't tell them where we were going. You sound a little happier right now than I'm sure you were at the moment. I was very serious. <laughs> I was very serious. I had had enough of dealing with them. And I was, I think I, I had Isaac at the time, my third. So he was probably in the car seat. And maybe, maybe I, I don't remember exactly the time frame of this, but, but we drove downtown to downtown St. Louis. And I had lived there briefly uh, a year or two before we'd had children and were able to move out west a little bit. Um, and so I remember what it what it looked like. And it was very, um, it was kind of run down in the area that we had lived in. And so I took them there and we drove around and they were looking around and seeing like the bars on the the, the convenience stores. Like, and, like uh, wasn't it close to like Skid Row? It was. It was like the, the the roughest parts of St. Louis, you know. And I didn't, of course, I didn't. I didn't mention to my husband where I was going until after yeah. I got back. <laughs> there's, some, there's some marriage wisdom right there. <laughs> but I had a girl girlfriend. I'd have done no. the same thing. I just thought that was brilliant. So in 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 your training, in your showing them of Skid Row, yeah. not to minimize the the devastation that was going on. 
but to motivate your children. Yeah. Yeah. I I basically said, look, some of these people, these, a lot of these people would love to have these opportunities that you have right now. And they don't have that opportunity. So I need you to take this seriously. I need you to take your future and what the Lord is is trying to give to you right now and realize this is a gift of time and your children, you know, and, and take advantage of that and pray and ask the Lord to help you if you're having trouble with motivation or whatever. But I remember that we, I didn't say a whole lot to them other than to, to have them open their eyes and pay attention to what's going on and not just to feel their way through life. You know, I love that Holy spirit inspired idea at the moment. You're just like, ah, but man, when you, uh, that was so Holy spirit, because as parents, Sometimes we're like, Lord, well, I don't know what to do. I, uh, yeah. You're going to have to help me with this. And then an idea will come and it will, it, it, it may oh, yeah. seem like so, so out there and so left field. But if you act on it, God can, like you said, you you didn't say much, but boy, did you say a lot. Well, I said, I, I remember telling <laughs> without, them Without using a word. Yeah, I remember telling them specifically, I said, look, you can learn things the easy way or you can learn things the hard way. That's up to you. But learn things the easy way. There are so many mistakes in this life. If you have to make them all, you'll run out of time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know? So I said, you need to now now take a look around you. I don't want you to to limit your um, opportunities in life because of your behavior right now. That's and I good. want you to be faithful with what God gives you so you can have more, you know, that's and so good. anyway, and so we, we talked about that later on about learning things the easy way or learning things the hard way. And he was like, I don't want to learn things the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So good. And um, you, you've written a couple of books, but one thing that I think is another very powerful point in, in your life is, is the book Powerful Peace. Mm-hmm. And what stemmed that book, and I know there's been books after that, tool, Tools for Living, which you can go on um, to uh, Amazon and, you know, look at it, look, look up any book stores. But tell us, um, we've got a few minutes about why, why Power for Peace, because I know that you fought, you fought for your marriage, and um, what, what did that look like? Well, um, when around 2008 or so, um, let me back up. My husband and I are very different personalities, very different backgrounds. What a shocker. I know, right? <laughs> God never does that. <laughs> but uh, so we had challenges probably from, you know, they said the honeymoon's over when your first fight. Well, our honeymoon was over before the honeymoon, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just were just so different. And uh we obviously needed some help from the Lord to learn how to get along and how to uh, walk in love with each other. And I thought that I needed someone to learn to love me unconditionally. And I'm sure he felt that I needed to be more unconditional with my love for him. And, you know, there's all, all sorts of criticism and judgment and all the bad things going on. Um, and so we argued for a long time. And finally, um, I found a book by Joyce Meyer called Life Without Strife. And that was the start of us learning how to walk in peace. And I and I had been reading a little bit of this and I was very immature because I, I didn't see myself at all in there. I saw Greg, <laughs> my husband. I was like, well, you need to read this. And I hope yeah. that I almost hit him in the head with it. He was like, I think I'm going to read really good. You need to read this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, you know, God, God was able to use that in spite of my immaturity. 
And uh, so that was the start of our growth and learning. And God took us on about a five year or, I mean, we're still learning about it, to be honest with you, but a, a really in-depth boot camp about how to walk in peace together and how to walk in love and what I need to do and personal responsibility on how to um, have really great relationships. And, th- and then he took us beyond that into the power that's released in your home when you choose those principles. And so that's what the impetus of writing Powerful Peace was, we found people kept coming to us asking us for marriage advice. I mean, like we were counseling, you know, half a dozen to a dozen couples at different times during the week. And we're like, okay, this is getting to be too much. And so we were were given permission to have like a small group at our home or at, at one of the rooms at church. And so we just kept, and so we said, well, let's do it all at once because we were telling them all the same stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. As we were going through this, we were started out the book out before it was written. We were, we were, and God was refining the message and giving us more examples and giving us um, the wisdom that we needed to be able to put that down on paper. And when God finally challenged us and said, "Okay, you need to write this, um, write this down," and not because because for one reason, life without strife was out of print and we couldn't get it anymore, and another reason was because there were things that God had been continuing to reveal to us about the power that's that's released when you have peace in your home and and through the anointing. Um, he just kept um, teaching us these principles that He wanted us to show to other people, and so He said, "You need to write this down." So I was like, uh, "I'm not an author." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So but he kept working on us for a couple of months and just, and we like, okay, we're just going to do it. And so we had one big class and I expected that to be it. And we had like 75 to a hundred people um, coming to this class. And we were writing the chapters every week before the class. Mm. So it was like still warm from the copy machine as we're handing this out. So we wrote the whole, the original uh, version of powerful piece in about six to eight weeks. Wow. You know, and it was, yeah. but it, there was so much that the God had been pouring into but us. You had about lived it out. You had mm-hmm. lived it out. One thing yes, that I know that, that I, yeah. I wrote down uh, some some words of wisdom that you gave me years ago, and it was about books. I think it was. I, it was about books, and I was. I came to you. I was a little, a little, um, uh, guilty, I guess, of not reading all the books that I had, or. You know, and then, but God blessed me with more. And and you said, you know what, Nicole? You said that some books uh, uh, are for now, some books are for later, and some books are for never. <laughs> but you said you never gave a book away that you hadn't read first, you know. Um, but you also said to quote Sharon Fletcher, she said, never teach what you have not lived, end quote. And you yeah. said that the Holy Spirit gave that to you. But that yeah. is so good. And so you you were living powerful peace even before you were writing it, even before you were teaching it, mm-hmm. because God had to make it alive in you first so that yeah. when you taught it, you can't be um, swayed by the, you know, well, by, by, the, by other people's circumstances. Well, that won't work for me because that, it, you know, it, this is the word of God. And that's, that's, a, yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful picture. Yeah. Well, I, I think. Whenever it's just like um, you can read about Jesus or you can know Jesus personally. Mm. And there's just such a a different dynamic when you have that personal revelation of things that the Lord shows you about in your own life and the principles that he lays in your heart and you've seen them work. The faith is there. And then you can, when you share that with other people, it's living because Mm. it's God's word, you know, 
if when you take the word of God and you just read, do, do not, you just read the list of the 10 commandments that doesn't have life in it for you. But right. Jesus living on the earth was, was God's heart in living form, you know, and that was powerful, you know, yeah. so God's living word in us through um, memorizing the word and letting the Holy spirit breathe on that word in our lives and produce fruit in our lives. That's going to help a lot of other people. You know, if we allow him to do what he wants to do, and he wants to use every single one of us in these ways and the people in our lives around us. And it's just so fun. It's such an adventure. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that the Lord has been really sharing with me lately is I, I mean, all these things that all these kind of things that you say sound super impressive, but I, um, in my heart, I don't feel like I have done or accomplished very much. You know, um, I can be very critical of myself or very um, self-deprecating. And God was just sharing with me, you know, what you think is easy what is the Holy Spirit working through you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I had this weird idea that unless it was hard, that it wasn't God. Mm-hmm. When, when he was like, you know, if you look at Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, you know, Jesus says, my load is easy, my burden's light. You know, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. The heaviness is from the law and trying to keep the law. But when we come to Jesus, his load is, is easy and his burdens light. doesn't mean you don't keep those principles, but it means it's not hard. You know, so you may think that you're not really working, but I know you and I've seen you faithfully for 20, however many years I've known you. We faithfully serve the Lord and just pour out of, of the abundance of your heart toward all the people around you. And it, I mean, you make it look easy. And I assume that there are challenging times in, in your life and there's seasons where, you know. You, well, when do we, so we spin this around? This is not about me. This is supposed to be about, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What are you uh, yeah, but you've been so faithful to exemplify that same thing, you know, and I appreciate the testimony of your life, even more than your words, your life is a living testimony of God's faithfulness. And I thank you for that and giving that wow. to the rest of us. Well, thank you. Well, it's the women in my life. And that's why I think God put this on my heart, probably six months ago to um, maybe to um to do a, a podcast but to 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 interview to talk to sisters who are in my life so it's not about me but it's about your the stories of the people in my life i mm-hmm. guess because everybody i'm having on here will be people that are currently in my life and um i just love because you're my backstory you're my current story and i pray that you're my future story and how how god brings people into our lives um, for such a time as that and this um, to just um, uh, to enhance, to enhance what he's already doing in our life. And so uh, I, I love that in you, that you're a person that when you speak to me, it's weighty. You're kind of like E.F. Hutton. Those of you who are uh, 40 and older, 50 and certain ages, you know, what you would know. But as, as we close, I'm going to throw out a few questions that were not on our previous talking point, okay. just to get to know you a little bit more for those who don't know you. But what do you do to unwind at the end of the day? Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel the need to unwind a lot. Um, I Well, I do take naps as I get tired. Oh, okay. You know what? I haven't taken a nap in a long time, but this morning, I'm going to tattle on myself. I got up at 10 to 5 for my quiet time, 
and I'm in my office doing uh, doing my quiet time, and I'm in the book of Leviticus. So I, okay. I will practice it for that. And about 30 minutes in, I thought, you know, I need a nap. <laughs> so I went back to bed, and I got up, you know, uh, when, the, so when the sun came up, but I was just like, oh, was that a nap? I think I napped. So I think it's refreshing. It helps. <laughs> um, okay. Tell you other quick, quick um, uh, what do they call it? Rapid fire questions. Um, mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? Both. Okay. You're, you're, you're multifaceted. Um, I love it all. On vacation time, would you rather do ocean or mountains? Ocean, because I know my family likes that. Oh, see, you're such a you're such a giver. Um, do you prefer hot or cold climates? Hot. The older I get, I'm going. I used to be a cold nature person. I'm like, give me the cold. But now I'm like, I oh, remember when we lived in Dallas. You were like, oh my word, it's so hot. <laughs> but after working in the heat for years, um, with the the 99. Uh, uh, let me see. Um. What's your favorite? Oh, I think I know the answer to this. Your favorite movie? The Quiet Man. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Did that. Yeah. And, and what's your current read right now? What are you, what are you reading besides the Bible? Um, I'm going. Oh well. Um, uh, the uh, the Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. Oh, okay. That's always good. And see that it's 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 healthy to revisit. You know, yes, I've read that before, but I got the, the workbook for it and I'm starting that up again. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know what, girlfriend? We are wow, we're right at the at the wire. I have a feeling we're not gonna have a hard time filling up 30 minutes each time. But but thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us. And sisters, thank you for listening. We're very humbled for those of you who are listening. Thanks, mom. Uh, I know you're probably listening. Uh, but we're just gonna say goodbye now and we will talk to you guys later. Bye.